This is what you have been waiting for. Let's do it. Right here. Let's go. You're now tuned in to the Tell Me About Yourself podcast with Holly Murchison. Every week, I connect with artists, entrepreneurs, and creatives around the world who are defining themselves and their successes on their own terms. We chop it up about challenges, triumphs, and everything in between to give you an inside look at unconventional paths for adding value to the culture. Y'all ready to level up? Let's go. I'm here today with Damon Lawrence live in studio at the Zoo Labs. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm excited to be here. Excited for this. Do people call you Dame? Can I call you Dame? You can call me Dame. You just yeah. look like a Dame. <laughs> people definitely call me Dame. Do you get your Dame Dash on, though? No. <laughs> You're not that kind of muscle with it? Um, so there's there's so much of your story to unpack, and I'm, I'm excited to, to connect with you today. But before we get started, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, what kind of magic you're making in the world right now. I'm a hotel entrepreneur, developer now, I can call myself. The hotel owner now, I can call myself. Uh, I've been working on this project, Homage Hospitality Group, for about three years. And uh, proud to announce that we've got our Oakland property and we're working on our New Orleans property right now. So That's crazy. I have to ask this question, because hotel owner, developer, how old are you? I just turned 30. Bananas. Yeah, just turned 30. Bananas. So what, what you been, and you've been working on this for three years. For three years, yeah. So take me back. What made you want to have your own hotel brand? Yeah, so the first job that I ever had was at this property called the Donovan House in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ironically, I got that job when I was 20, so this is like 10 10 years later, here here I am. But um, the cool thing about that gig was a a small boutique hotel, about 150 rooms, right in the middle of downtown D.C. The owners were from L.A. I'm from L.A. And uh, I got to work there during the first inauguration. Right? Amazing experience. Amazing experience. It was like everybody was in this joint. Everybody. Okay, it was like, this was like the hotel. So they owned the Hollywood Roosevelt, so they, and they were known for just being the hotel brand that was very private, that mm-hmm. celebrities could come to. You know, we used to have Lindsay Lohan there all the time. It was paparazzi outside all the time. Like, it was that spot. So for inauguration, Shell Crow and Seal and Heidi Klum when they were together, and Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio was in the lobby, and... Um, well, Spike Lee is there, all the bad boys there, uh, all of MTV, Sway is there. It was crazy. Damn. It was great. <laughs> I checked in all these people. Kid Rock is it is in all these people are just congregating in the lobby saying, Oh, what's up? What's going on? Like like old friends. I was like, man, this is cool. And that day, inauguration day, I worked twenty-seven hours straight. Damn. Right? So I, I got there. Early in the morning, <laughs> early in the morning before my shift started, because it was going to be crazy, and I knew it was, and then did everything. Made about $1,500 that day in tips. You made a killing. Right? I mean, college, <laughs> I'm at Howard. I made $1,500 in tips, and I was just, I was having so much fun, I didn't even realize by the time I left, it was the next day later in the morning. That's like the Matrix. So I worked overnight. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. But I, th- I sat there at the desk thinking, like, I want to do this. 
you know, the owner of the building was was there, and he knew all these people, and he was mingling, and he, had, he just had a, a dope life. He wasn't a worker, you know? Yeah. He, he used to come to the property dressed how he wanted to dress, and just call, he was a shot caller, but he wasn't a worker. And I looked at my GM, I looked at my managers above me, and I was like, I don't want your life. You sitting here working your butt off. I want to be in ownership. I want to craft and curate these spaces for people to do this. And so that's where it really started. And, um, you know, obviously 10 years in between, but. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the 10 years in between. Yeah, so you're at Howard yep. in DC, yep. the Obama inauguration, you're yep. working at this hotel. How did you get there? So I, I went to University of Louisiana first, um, was there during Katrina. I transferred after uh, two years being down there to Howard to play. And I was playing football. I was on a football scholarship in Louisiana. I was transferring to play football. I lost 30 credits in the transfer, which made me ineligible. And I Crazy. you know, black college, I didn't know that ahead of time. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so I was like, damn, like, what, do I, what do I do? Do I go back? home? Do I stay? I want to stay. I love D.C. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to stay. I'm just going to get a job. My first job, football player, I was at a gym, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stay active. I'll keep working out. When I get my credit situation figured out, I'll be back playing. And I hated it. It just reminded me that I wasn't playing. Mm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. And then the next job was the hotel gig. And I was like, oh, the money is good. Like, my coworkers seemed cool. And I was hired on before the property even opened. So you had to wear, I had to wear a hard hat to even do the interview. Oh, you went in there early. Yeah, they were showing us the stuff. And then when I got hired on, it was a great experience because I saw how you put a hotel together. So we put together all the beds. You know, we opened up all the new lamps that were going in the rooms, um, all the little placards that go on the back of the door. You know wow. what I'm saying? We, we, did, we did all that, printed them all out and did all that. And uh, so I saw it from a very early process. And that was really intriguing, too, to, to be a part of that. Yeah. When were you, what were you studying at Howard? Uh, Pre-law. Really? Pre-law, yeah. So I had every intention of being a real estate lawyer. But it was always, you were always interested in the property piece, though. <clears throat> always, yeah, always interested in real estate. Hmm. Love real estate. Um, but hospitality, it, it, it is real estate, but it's so, you know, the operations of it are just so unique. You know, it's a unique subset within real estate that's, that's very intriguing. Yeah. That's like, that's taking care of people. So yeah. yeah. Where, where did that desire come from? Oh, no. Oh, no. I think I've always been that person that, that's the connector that, that wants to show people. I lived all over. I lived in Louisiana, I lived in D.C., and spent time in New York and, and from L.A., and I always want to show people what I love about a city, mm -hmm. right? Whenever somebody's coming in, it's like, man, let me show you what's really dope. Let me show you what's really cool, what I like. And, and I, I consider that person when I'm doing it. You know, um, you know, my grandma's not going to have the same experience that my friend from college is going to get. You know what I'm saying? They want to see different things. And so kind of curating... Uh, the experience to, to different people. That's what I always love to do. Yeah, in the business of curating experiences. Yeah. Top three favorite spots to eat in Louisiana and D.C. <sighs> Top three in Louisiana. There's a spot called Luke's in uh, New Orleans. There's a spot called uh, Dwight's in Lafayette. Got the best crawfish. 
and they, they serve it to you on, you know, the old school trash dumpster cans? Yeah. A whole bushel of crawfish in one of them joints, and then they bring the actual trash can next to the, the bench so you can throw them joints out. Like the Oscar the Grouch list? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Super good, super good. One more, let me think one more for, uh, man, there's so many, man. Louisiana, there's so many spots that are good, but probably the spot, if you want a, a, a po' boy, there's a spot called Melba's in New Orleans that's really good. I hope y'all taking notes. Yeah, and they have the daiquiris with the shot of Everclear in that joint. I can't Ever, mess with Everclear. Can't Everclear, man. Get Everclear in California. <laughs> so yeah, the, the yeah the daiquiris are dope. Everclear. I haven't heard that since college. Yeah, let me think. DC. DC. <clears throat> I love Marvin. There's this, this spot. It's a uh, Marvin Gaye inspired restaurant on U Street. It's interesting because uh, you know Marvin Gaye. He went to high school in D.C. He's from D.C., mm-hmm. right? But then he, when he got older, he spent a lot of time in Belgium. So it's a Belgium soul food fusion restaurant. And it's dope. It's dope. Damn, um, I need to check that yeah, out. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that one, there's a spot on A Street that I love. I just love the aesthetics of it. It's called Maketo. Um, it's a retail store, coffee shop, and ramen shop all in one. And that's, that's really dope. And then... Probably busboys and poets. You know, that's just like the iconic DC spot to go to. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I got six things on your list now, spots to eat. Um, so you're in DC, you're at this hotel, you realize this is where I want to go. What'd you do next? Yeah, I actually fought it. I, I, I liked it a lot. And I was like, yeah, this would be dope. But then I was like, nah, I kind of want to do something in the nonprofit sector. I think I want to teach. You know, I want to f- try and figure that out. So I went, I went that route. I was president of the, the American Humanics, which is the nonprofit leadership uh, council on campus, and I was kind of going that route. And you know, I taught for a semester, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> what level were you teaching? It. I was teaching high school in D.C. And I hated every bit of it. And I said, like, nah. Uh, it was it was dope because they they knew I hated it, right? And <laughs> the funding for the, the specific program that I was doing that was allowing me to teach while I was in college was ending. And they allowed me to file unemployment, right? Like, they were oh, basically letting me go and allow me to file unemployment. I'm like, shoot, this is amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in college. I'm chilling. Unemployment back there was, for a college student, it was everything I Listen, needed. Listen, yeah, yeah, it was yeah all of the things you need. I was getting paid a check a week, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I, I couldn't even spend the money fast enough, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and so I did that, uh, and then I, when, once that ran out, I got another hotel gig. Gig, and the people that I worked with at the other property, they had left and went to another one in Dupont, and then I went there, and then from there I just kept working at hospitality. Same chain? <clears throat> nah, different different chains, um, and I took jobs for different reasons too. So once I realized that this is what I wanted to do, I took jobs just to learn. Mm -hmm. And I took different types of positions. So I I did stuff in food and beverage. I did stuff in um, housekeeping, um, in sales. And I've been everything from a bellman to assistant general manager. That's wild. Yeah. What were some of the hardest roles that you were in? Because you've done it all. The hardest roles in hospitality? Yeah. Housekeeping. 
Mm. Housekeepers. It's a thankless work. job. Yeah. Housekeepers work their butt off. They work their butt off, man. Cleaning that many rooms. I don't even keep my room clean. And maybe it could just be just me, but yeah, housekeeping is those ladies and they're typically older. Um, they're typically immigrants and they, they really work their butt off. Yeah. So I, I am very cognizant any anytime I stay at a hotel to make sure you tip them because they, they, they're busting it back. Yeah. For real. That's real. So worked your way up to assistant GM. When did you know you were ready for your own thing? Yeah, uh, 2014. 2014, um, I don't know if, I'm, if I was really ready. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ever really ready yeah, now? I don't know if I was really ready. I just got tired. You know, I got tired of not being heard creatively in my roles. I got tired of a new hashtag, of a new brother or sister getting killed. Um, yeah, I just I just got tired. And then right around that time, I think it was real interesting, all the shootings that had happened during that time, 2014. The one that really stuck out to me was that Walter Scott. Yeah. <clears throat> you see the video of him running away and getting shot like that? Because all the other ones, I, I put myself in, in the shoes. Mm -hmm. With that one, I, it was like, that was, that's my uncle. That's my, my father. You know what I'm saying? These are the elders that I look up to. And that was, that was tough. And it was just like, man, what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm not doing this for somebody else, if I'm not doing this to uplift more people than just myself, I could just work in hotels until I'm 60 and retire. You know what I'm saying? But what is that gonna do? And I was looking at my situation, I'm like, yeah, I'm young. I ain't got no kids, I ain't married, like, maybe I could take that risk right now, just yeah. do it. And so, um, yeah, it was that, and then what brought me to Oakland specifically was, as all this is going on, you know, my mom had, had told me, you might wanna look at Oakland. There's a lot of stuff going on up there. Mom's put you on? Mom put me on. <laughs> She said, you might want to check out Oakland. I think that that would be a good fit. L.A. really wouldn't, and I knew that. You know, for a person of color trying to do what I'm trying to do, it just wasn't, I wasn't going to be received the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as I came up to Oakland, I felt it. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to, I need to do that here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I need to start here. And, and that so, was it. Yeah, that was it. And then this this dude like, named Kendrick Lamar comes out with this video talking about we gonna be all right. And I'm like, yo, the joint's in Oakland. Like no, nobody really was recognizing like this joint is in Oakland. And I was like, oh man, that's a sign. You know, that's a sign. I need to go on up. You know, so yeah, all those all those events right there happening um, kind of propelled me forward to to this point. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about about the vision for what you're building. Yeah, the vision is basically creating a brand, a hospitality brand that speaks to our culture, African-American culture, right? That's very inclusive. You see all these other brands that try and take a stab at doing something cultural. And, uh, Ace Hotels is one that comes to mind. Uh, even Soho House, really. But um, none of them are from the culture mm -hmm. itself, you know? Uh, and I looked at just hospitality, I said, I saw, a lot of African-Americans own hotels, but nobody had that brand, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, you know, it's cool. It's, you know, owning hotels, you know, Marriott's, you know, Wyndham's, whatever, that's that's fine, that's, that's great. 
but I, I thought the legacy of having a brand that people can identify with that can have properties all over the world um, on a luxury level would be amazing. You know? Hell yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we need it. We need it. We need people of color in that space. And I just saw there weren't, wasn't enough of us. And then there's also other things in, that can be done. I hate going into hotels and hearing whack music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I want to <laughs> hear music that speaks to to me. It speaks to us. Um, yeah, you you want that hospitality slant to resemble the hospitality that we we naturally provide, right? For sure. Yeah. So For that's sure. the vision. <laughs> so the first property. First property is in Oakland. Okay. It's in Oakland. Okay. Yeah, it's a downtown Oakland. Great building. It's a 102-room uh, property. We're um, developing a rooftop bar. Nice. A speakeasy in the basement. Um, we're also doing a creative retail space. And we're trying to get... So there's this chicken and waffle spot that's based in New York. <sighs> Okay, it's based in Brooklyn. Come on. I'm not gonna say the name. Come on. But we're trying to get them. <laughs> we're trying to get them to come and do something in the in the lobby. So that would be really dope. Yeah, it'd be really dope. Really crazy. I was actually just talking to them yesterday. So ah uh, man. See what happens with that. So things are moving and shaking. Things are definitely moving. What? Two questions. How do you build your team to rally around that vision? And what are some of the hurdles that you've been up against so far through this process? Yeah, yeah, those are both two real Yeah, they're big questions. questions. Those are big <laughs> questions. Let me parse those out real quick. So the team, from when I first started, it was just me by myself. I was doing everything, everything, man. Um, and about a year, a year and some change ago, I'm at a day party in Oakland at, at Parliament, matter of fact. My boy had invited me to it, and... I'm sitting there at the bar. My homegirl has a homage t-shirt on, right? And he comes up, and he's like, yo, I heard about you. You trying to do this hotel over here, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, man, we need to connect. Like, I went to Howard. I graduated this year. Whatever, we need to connect, because I think there's some synergy there. So <clears throat> I followed up. He said he wanted to connect. I said, all right, well, let's do it. We followed up a week later and realized that the same property that I was looking for, he was looking at too. And I have this creative background and and my background is really in hospitality. He has the finance background. And so it was like, yo, that's the piece that I need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the numbers, it's like, that's a whole, <laughs> a whole thing, you know? And then it was like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's join forces and do it. And um, he was the first person I brought on board. And then ended up making him a co-founder because we we're in this we're in this together. Yeah, so, that synergy is real. Yeah. And then um, you know the other people on the team is just as we as we're growing, as we we're getting stuff. Uh, popping more and more, realizing what's the next need, right? So right now, in the middle of, of bringing on somebody in marketing. Nice. Because these properties about to be a real thing. We need to get the word out. Yeah. More people need to know. So it's just, it's happened organically. I have to say, a lot of the people have just come to me, and it just feels right, you know? Um, for example, one of the young ladies that I'm reaching out to about helping us with marketing, she works in L.A., works for a record label and does marketing for a record label. She heard about the story, got excited about it, reached out to me, I saw her resume. I'm like, 
what? come through. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what you want to do? You know? Um, and it's been that's, that's how it's been. It's people people come to me all the time, but some certain people come and you just know it's a good fit. Yeah. And it feels right. And that's that's how it's been the last last couple of years. Yeah, that record label background <clears throat> sounds like the wave with with promoting a, a promoting, cultural movement. Exactly. Yeah. And the infusion of music in hospitality because music in so many ways does what I want to do. It allows people to tell their story and does it in a way that's not exclusive. It's not exclusive to race, to gender, to anything. It's inclusive of everybody. Yeah. yeah I, I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert the other day and I was the minority as a black person. And so, and I think about his story and what he's talking about and what he's saying and so many people can take that in and consume it. And as a hotel, I just want to be able to tell my story, tell our story, yeah. and allow everybody the ability to, to get a piece of that. That's love. That's yeah. love. I want to come back to music, but first I want to talk about the hurdles. Because yeah. when you have such a big vision in mind, and like a lot of folks I've been talking to on the show are visionary thinkers, sometimes yeah. it, you could drive yourself nuts with such a big vision. So what have some of the challenges been for you to come from the starting point of like, I'm going to open a luxury hotel brand to, oh shit, I got two properties that, um, that are in the works. There's so many hurdles. There's so many hurdles. Having another person on the team mm -hmm. is so helpful to kind of keep you grounded and, and understand like, okay, you can't do it all. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it all. And you, there's a, a methodic process to how things need to happen. And stuff needs to just happen organically. Yeah. Right? Um, because especially early on, I was a little upset on how long it was taking. It was just taking too long. I'm like, damn, like, why is this taking so long? I started out doing like a little Indiegogo just to kind of generate buzz. And it just, it was taking forever, you know? Um, and that got disheartening a couple times, but having somebody else in the trenches with you yeah. to help you through that, and like, man, and for, for me, it's been a long time. For him? He like, bro, I just got on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it ain't taking no time. And so he has this renewed energy that was very helpful uh, early on. But man, there's there's been so many times through this process that I've just been like, yo, I don't I don't think this is gonna work. Hmm. You know, I don't think this is gonna work. It's just you get hit with these obstacles that just seem insurmountable at the time. But if you keep pushing through, it's like, now I look back and I laugh. I can laugh at it like, what the hell was I thinking? You know? <laughs> I wish I, wish I would have stopped there. Exactly. Been crazy. <laughs> what are those things that keep you going in those obstacle moments that are like, nah, I got to see this through? You know, the fact that I put it out there mm -hmm. and I told everybody and, and, and people are waiting on it um, through every single obstacle. It's like, what do I do at this point? Like I, I, I literally can't do anything else. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't told everybody I, I, I had to move. You know, I had to like <laughs> almost change my name, change my profile on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like I've already put it, it's already out there. Yeah. And so just being true to, to my word and true to the people that support mm -hmm. uh, and have supported up to this point, at each point, it's like, yeah, I get down. Um, but it's always with me knowing that I'm going to continue going. Yeah. Yeah. You've done such a great job, too. Like, one of the things that I, I think I came across your profile on Instagram, like, 
maybe a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I've started Googling, like, I need to book a room. Like, I was <laughs> I was trying to find the hotel to book a room. Yeah. But you have so many people who are, like, just waiting to be a part of it. But they feel like they're a part of that something right now. How did you curate that community, especially as a newcomer to Oakland? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I think... One of the things that helped me out very early on and it, taking it from just an idea to being real is actually getting legit press. Mm -hmm. So getting legitimate press in Oakland, you know, whether it was uh, the San Francisco Business Times or the East Bay Express, uh, when that started happening, then it became like a real thing. And more importantly, really, the San Francisco Business Times. So most people... Most developers, most people in business, they read that like religiously, you know? And so it, that became very helpful um, with one, the community, but also taking meetings with people where they, they actually take me seriously. And it's, all it is, the article, it was, and the article was so crazy because at the time it was just an idea. It was a, it was a thought, right? Man, as soon as it becomes an article, it becomes it's a thing. real. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's, it's real, right? And that that was very helpful. And then just trying to be as visible as possible, understanding how important that is, especially in a community like Oakland where I'm not from here, mm -hmm. right? And, and so coming out to people's events and making sure that I'm there and I'm present and I understand and know what's going on, um, that's also been very helpful as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. What's your process like? Like, I know um, I ask this question to folks who come on the show because I'm so fascinated by how an idea becomes real in the world. And um, a lot of my students who I've worked with, their question is like, what do I do when I have an idea? I got to tell you, I'm, I, I come up with ideas all the time. And I've always been that person. And people used to get irritated with me because I would come up with an idea and I, I worked through it, the whole idea in my mind. And then once I was done, like once I got done with it in my mind, I'd be done with it. Like, all right, that, on to the next. I just dreamt that yeah, up. I'm I cool. dreamt it, and it, it, it could work, but I don't even, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Where did you put them? Did you write them down? I wrote them down. I have, I have like, a, a stack of business plans in in my closet, you know, just ideas that I've had over, over a period of time and I've worked on. Uh, I got empty IG handles of ideas, <laughs> empty, <laughs> empty Twitter handles of ideas that I've worked on and just never materialized. The one thing that I can say for me, because I, I feel like I'm multi-talented, so when you're multi-talented, it's hard for you to focus on just one thing. Mm -hmm. What hospitality allowed for me to do, and the reason why I love it and I'm so passionate about it, is it allowed me to put so many of these ideas in the same bucket and, and, and have a category for it, right? Um, aside from just being the crazy fool that just comes up with these ideas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it merges real estate with interior design and, and you know, music and mood setting in a, in, a, in a space and paint and food. It's like, there's so many different things going on in the hotel. Um, so for me, the biggest part of, that, of, this, of this process has been I actually have a label for my multiple creative pursuits that, that I want I wanted, um, to be involved in. And I know that there's a lot of people like that. And I'm just, I'm fortunate and happy I was able to find that thing. Yeah. Right? And I was patient enough to realize, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to find it. Right? And I found it. 
Yeah, it's really a blessing to be able to find that space where all of your interests converge. Yeah. Because it's usually discouraged to be like, we need to focus on one thing at a time. Like, what advice would you give to folks trying to figure out where that convergence can happen for them? I think really just being open, like opening yourself up to many different opportunities and ideas, you know, um, because that, that's a real thing when people tell you like, nah, you gotta, you gotta do this. Like, why? You know, why do I have to? Why do I have to do that? Why can't I do it the way that I want to do it? Hmm. Why can't I? And I know so many people that are multi-talented. They have so many different pursuits that they can do. Like, figure out a way to 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 feed your creativity fully. Like, don't parse out the protein and then eat the veggies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, or leave the veggies over here and then like, get the full meal get the in. Whole plate. Put it all on your plate. And, and eat the whole thing and figure out what you're going to call the plate. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And for me, my plate is hospitality. And I could go so many different ways. I could open up a club and I still haven't ventured outside of hospitality. I could open up a restaurant tomorrow and I haven't ventured outside of hospitality. You know, and so for me, it, it allows me to enter into a space and stay in it. Yeah. Stay in the lane that everybody else wants me to stay in, but I could do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm guessing you have to have some crazy dope mentors or people, like, supporting you through this process. Yeah. You know, I, we, we're raising capital. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> we're raising capital. So we're raising capital for, for buildings, and now we're raising capital for the company. And we've been very strategic in who we reach out to mm -hmm. and raise capital from. Um, because we want people on our cap table that we can reach out to and, and use as a resource. Um, you know, one of the people that's helping us fund the New Orleans, New Orleans deal, one of our capital partners, is a developer here, uh, excuse me, in the Bay Area. He, he owns uh, six boutique hotels, basically up in wine country and San Luis Obispo and other places. And um, just a valuable resource able to call on him when there's like questions about development or questions of, on numbers that we need answered and it just feels good to have those types of people on your on your cap table first of all that it have invested in you and then two like I can turn to them and say like all right well help me make your investment good yeah <laughs> you know what I'm yeah um so yeah it's, it's a couple people and then there's also those mentors in my mind people you know what I'm saying the Jay-Z's the, the, Jay the yeah the, yeah the Dr. Dre's little world the people that have done it before and carved out their own lane in their own niche um I wish there were more in hospitality you know, for me, I've had to, I'd have to, I had to go back in, into history quite a bit to find people that I was inspired by that were African Americans mm. in this space, right? Because, um, you know, the people that ventured out and did boutique hotels before it was a thing, you know what I'm saying? When we had no choice, when we had no other options, yeah. and these were the options, like, those are the stories that I appreciate because those are true trailblazers. They 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 just saw a building and said, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then they did it. They did it. And at a time where I have LoopNet, I have Realtor.com, you know what I'm saying? I have the, the resources. I didn't have the banks that were willing to lend me money. I didn't have old white Jewish men that were willing to lend me money, mm. right? And they had to figure it out. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from that. 
I love that. I, I think it's so important. So if you want to be great, you study the greats. It's yep. clear that you've done all of the homework. How else do you stay sharp to make sure you are not necessarily ahead of the curve, but killing it in your own lane? Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that's, that's beautiful about what I'm doing is uh, there's nobody out there that's doing it. All right, so I'm forced to be in the lane by myself, you know. And it, I think it would be different if there was like that competitor out there. If this was like a record label and I was looking over my shoulder at whoever, Bad Boy or whatever, if I was looking like that and like, what are they doing? I gotta do it better. And I guess you could say like some of the other hotel companies, but I see their flaws. I see where they they don't speak to us, mm. you know. I see where the messaging is is very um, almost anti, but then our spending power says otherwise. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's what kind of keeps me keeps me sharp is knowing that I don't have anybody else in this space. So when when we do it, we have to be that much better than everybody else. Mm. You know, um, because don't I don't want to be a brand that comes out and stuff ain't right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. More than anything, my people going to let me know they ain't, right, they ain't right. Real quick, too, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, being first is hard. It's no, Nobody hard. wants to be yeah, first because you, you set the tone or you... It's very hard. It's or very you miss the mark. <clears throat> um, or somewhere in between. And to that point, like, I didn't realize it was going to be as much... I don't want to say it's hate. It's <laughs> if it's hate, it's hate. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know if it's hate it, because it, it's, it's admiration, but it's a little jealousy, though. Hmm. You know, amongst and and not of the creative class. I'm talking about people that have wanted to do this. You know, I just left. Um, and I got I got to talk about this actually. I just left a a hotel conference. A black hotel conference, right? Hmm. The only one that exists in the country. It was in Miami. That's what I was in Miami for. Yeah. All right. So they invited myself and, and my co-founder to speak at the conference, right? So we get there. We're on a panel. We're speaking. And the shade that was being thrown our direction, and these are a whole bunch of people that own Marriott properties and this and that, and they own this... Hampton Inn and all that, and we're the only cats up there in the whole building that are doing their own brand, mm. right? And so the shade was, it was, man, they were saying some crazy off the wall stuff. Really? They were talking about independent properties just won't work. Like if you're really trying to make money, don't don't do that. Um, and the ironic thing is the reception that night was at an independent hotel. I'm like, really? So this, this is where y'all picked y'all tag y'all reception at. But you sitting here telling me that it ain't gonna work. And you know, the whole time nobody wanted to address Airbnb yeah. as being an issue. Like, bro, this is a, a big company that just had 100 million rooms last year. Ain't nobody talking about that. Yeah. How you gonna compete with that? And you in your Hampton Inn, you know? So. It's been, that's been interesting, too. It's, it's, when you think you're supposed to be getting support from people, and then it, does, it doesn't come back the, the way that you, you thought it was going to come. Yeah, that's the really interesting thing about the journey of an of entrepreneur. You learn quickly who's, who's really on your team yep. and who's, who's salty for whatever reason, usually reasons that have nothing to do with you. Yep. How do you, do you respond? Or is that one of those things you just let roll off your back? <clears throat> I don't respond, but it definitely makes me motivated to to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, I came back from that trip and I was like, oh, okay. It's on. I'm going <laughs> to show y'all for real. Uh, <laughs> it's so on. It, it, it was very motivating. And it's like, it, it's happened a couple of times, but each time it, it pushed us even that much further. Yeah. 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 Who's, the, who's your customer? The customer is me. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't, I don't know if you're even supposed to say that, but... No, I mean, I'm usually doing, when you hear people say, well, I'm building this for us or for we, or for, I'm just curious to know. Like, yeah, I'm building it for myself. I'm building it for people like me. I'm building it for people that want to spend time in, um, in great spaces, in spaces that feel like they're for people of color. That's what I appreciate about D.C. for such a long time, is I feel like, man, I can go in any space, and it feels like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And Oakland... Um, more and more you go into so many spaces and feel like I ain't really supposed to be here. And it's that's crazy. That's true as hell, that's yeah. That's crazy to me, knowing Oakland's history. I mean, look, you can go up New York, right? Yeah. You can go in spots in Harlem and Brooklyn and Bushwick. It's real. And you're like, yo, like, where is, is this, this space supposed to be for me? <laughs> like, am I supposed to be here? Who made this? Everybody, <laughs> I walk in and everybody looking at me like, I'm, I'm a foreigner. You know, and so, yeah, I think that's important as, as the cities are changing and the demographics are changing, hmm. making sure that when we travel, we got a spot. That's crucial. You're probably working, what, like 80 hours a week? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm always working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always working. I, today is such a unique day because I'm literally waiting on other people today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm waiting on some signatures to get signed and some other stuff to happen. But, I mean, typically I'd be either on my phone or um, on my computer or yeah. at, at the office. What do you do to take care of yourself? That's a good question. I've been working, I've been working <laughs> No pressure, out. no yeah, pressure. No, nah, no, nah, that's real. I've been working out recently. Uh, I just bought a punching bag, that which, I, which I needed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm putting it in the office, too, so I bought a punching bag. And I already got my gloves and stuff, so... Um, yeah, I think that uh, I've honestly been neglecting the personal health because I've been so focused. But now that everything's kind of calming down, mm-hmm. um, you got to do it. I, I, I started this new diet. Yeah. It's called Pescatigan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Yo, these names are killing me. Yeah, I made it up. I got an IG handle for it and everything. <laughs> and so it's like... I couldn't give up all the fish because New Orleans, you know, uh, I can't give up crawfish and shrimp and all that. Like, I'm sorry. Couldn't do it. But I can give up all the rest of that stuff. Pescatarian. Pescatarian. So it's pescatarian, but it's vegan, though. <laughs> I ain't messing with no dairy, no cheese. You know what I'm saying? How long you been good. on this wave? I've been on this for a me and my co-founder are doing it, and uh, it's been like three weeks now. But I did it before. I did it for like four months before. And I felt amazing. I felt like a vegan. You know, like the energy that you get, you yeah. have, and you know. Yeah, so it feels That's good. Pescatarian. That's great. Do you cook? I do. I cook a lot. I cook all the time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You got the vegan dishes down? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. I got this, um, the uh, vegan soul food cookbook. Oh, Brian Terry? Um, Brian Terry. Oh, yeah. That joint is sitting on top of the fridge. I, oh, I tried man, one wow. recipe the other day. Yeah. I was like, okay, I could, I could get jiggy with this. Brian it's so Terry's hard to cook, though. Oh. I love to cook, but it's so 
hard when your schedule's all over the place yeah. to just carve yeah. out the time. You know, you know, he lives out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super dope. Super dude is, super dope. dude is brilliant. Those yeah. recipes are dope too. Even the way he styled the book, it comes with um, like a soundtrack, music to listen to while you're making the recipes. Yeah. I could, I could chop it up with, with you about food all day. <laughs> but um, what else do you do to play to unwind when you're not doing all the the heavy lifting with work? Man, you know what? I I get asked that question all the time, but I love working. It, when you when you love what you do, and this is such a fun this is such a fun project and a labor of love. Um, I really don't do much else but listen to music. <laughs> but I, I'm usually listening to music while I'm working on stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, every once in a while we'll, we'll go. I'll go out to a concert. You know, I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert and do a little comedy show. I, I don't own a TV, so I don't watch TV like that. Um, it's really just work. What are you listening to right now? Oh, man, 444. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but I love the 2 Chains album. And I got on, I got put <laughs> on to it kind of late. But it's amazing. It is a, it is a really great album. I don't even like 2 I keep 2 hearing like that. that. It is really good. I'm going to check it really out. It's really good. I keep hearing that. Every person I've heard talk about the 2 Chains album said they loved it's it. It's crazy. And it's usually, it's like my educated friends, but... I'm telling you, man, like, there ain't, like, no future out. It's like, this is, like, it's a good album. Like, from start to finish, it's a good album. I'm, like, shocked, but it's good. And then um, the Scissor album, I've been killing. Yeah, that Scissor album is solid. Yeah, man, killing the Scissor album. That's really about it. That's about it. Jay, two change, two change. There's, another album, the there's another album that I love. It's an older album. It's, um... So Joe Sample and Layla Hathaway had this uh, jazz album together, and I love that album. Like when I just need to like chill, like that's if it's not some shot ass that. She has a new project out or coming out soon. Layla. So, yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, Tiffany Goucher wrote and produced oh, yeah, a lot of the records Tiffany? on there. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Tiffany big, fan. Big yeah, yeah, I'm a Tiffany. Up. She just dropped two yep, new singles yep, too. Dive down. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> That's dope. Okay, okay. And you're from you're from LA, so Yeah, I'm actually from Pasadena, California. Pasadena, Pasadena where the grass is greener. <laughs> <You hear me? laughs> Pasadena on the map. Yeah. Any any uh local artists that you love there outside of Kendrick? Not necessarily Pasadena, but my cousin's Casey Veggies. And okay. He's dope. He's dope. Um I love Tyler. Tyler the Creator, his new album. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. Really good. Yeah, his new album. Yo, the album's really, really good. good. Yeah, his album is really, really good. Cause sometimes he's weird. And he's really weird. <laughs> but this album is not weird. It's the just, maturity it's his on story, it. The know? production is retarded. Crazy. Oh my gosh. I really I was surprised by how much I like that, that album. album. Yeah, the album is dope. And then who else? Tyler Casey. Veggie's been putting in work for a long time. He has, man. I mean both of them. Both of them that came up around the same time. Um I mean, Isaiah Rashad. I don't even know where he's from, but I know he's on TDE, so. TDE got it. TDE's killing it. TDE got it. Sir signed to TDE now. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy. I love, I love me some Sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, y'all got it on the <clears throat> West Coast with a, a 
a lot of the music that's coming yeah, out right now. It's, it's popping right now. I'm excited about I'm excited about music. Music is finally back. I don't know if, if like the Trump thing got something to do with it. Like if we was just on our high horse for too long with Obama in, because music wasn't like hitting. People wasn't getting deep. Even the new Mary album is dope. Like she's finally get went back to the drama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, she got she had a divorce. Yeah, I, don't, I know it. Unfortunately, but good thing for us. The music is her new album is crazy. Mary always make like when we go back to what's the four one one Mary. Yep. yep. The the oh, share my world Mary. Yeah, but she she kind of lost me at the the holleration. <laughs> You know, hateration, holleration. Don't need no hateration, holleration. <laughs> she lost me there, but this, them elbows in between, I don't know about them, but this new one is crazy. I haven't listened to it yet either. It's good. Because of the hateration, holleration. Really? I'm like, look, ah, got album, love for you, Mary, but. You got to listen to this. The new album is like going back to 99. I'm on it. It's, yeah, it's dope. Yeah, it's I'm, good. I'm on it. All right, so you got the, you got the vibes going. <laughs> um... I want to do some word association before okay. we wrap up. Okay. And I have, actually, before we do the word association, what are you most excited about in this next season? It feels like so much is coming. Like, it feels like the ball is rolling. It's going up that hill now. Yeah. And yet you have so much momentum. Just thinking about this next season ahead, what are you most excited about? I'm excited about? For, for the PR push for, um, for our New Orleans property. I'm excited about, you know, our plan is to have it open before Essence. And um, we're already thinking about, you know, some of the music activations and installations that are going to oh. do the property for that. Um, so I'm really, really excited excited about that and then um, I'm, I'm really excited to show Oakland finally what we've been working on mm-hmm. you know um, that's, that's gonna be a really good feeling really good feeling and we got a, a lot of stuff planned some events planned for, for Oakland and the launch and stuff so I'm really just finally getting these two projects out and, and open I can't wait. Like now, now it's the fun, the the real fun. Like the other stuff was like kind of fun, you know, formulating the ideas. But now we're getting the Lego pieces and we actually putting them together. You know. So. I, I can't wait to see y'all lift the veil on everything. Yeah, man. I'm I'm yeah. super hyped. I feel like I've been in countdown mode, and I think it's dope that you have so many people who, like, when we talk about current culture and attention span of folks, it's like you got 30 seconds to keep them. But you, I think people appreciate the buildup of what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And they know it's gonna be big, so to, to to build that trust is is really important. Yeah, once, once important. we once we get some real PR going, where it's like, oh, it's real, real now, you know. And um, so I'm yeah, I'm really excited about that, and that should be happening very soon. So that's, I've been waiting for that. <laughs> that's crazy. It's so dope to see it all come together. All right, so we'll wrap with word association. Okay. You saw it on the at the podcast launch panel. Yeah. I'll throw you a word. You can respond with the word, the first word or series the of words that come that to mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First thing. Um, you ready? Mm-hmm. Howard University. Oh, man, the Mecca. The Mecca. <laughs> I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back for homecoming. Oh, man. Um, Obama. Man, great. Greatness. 44. Man, a lot of people, a lot of people had that, that 44 right there, you know, so, yeah. Identity. Blackness. That was the next one I was going to give you, so yeah. I'll give you blackness up Blackness? Man. Yeah. Me. 2017. Great year, great year, yeah. 
partnership? The most important thing. Women. Amazing. Money. The least amazing part of the whole process. <laughs> freedom. Yeah, financial freedom. Success. The first thing I thought about literally was I don't think about it. Failure. Failure. Failure is success. Hmm. Yeah. And the last one, and you can answer this in as many words as you like. Legacy. What do you want to leave behind? I want to leave behind other people that believe that they can do things. And just off of the fact that I was able to do this. Like, if I can do that, if, if I could have somebody read my story and, and think that they can, that's, that's legacy. I love it. All right. Where should people go to stay in the loop of what you're building and all the rollouts that are happening? All the rollouts. Our website is going to be redesigned, stayhomage.com, and then the same handle for social media, so stay homage at stay homage. My personal uh, IG handle is hospitality, but it's spelled H-A-U-S. Fatality. Fatality. You know <laughs> yeah, fatality. <laughs> what is it again? Pesca, pesca vegan? Pesca, pesca tegan. Pesca tegan. Yeah, man. Damon Lawrence, yo, you are locked into the Tell Me About Yourself podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned next Wednesday for a new guest. <laughs>